Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Today's podcast is explicit in its discussion around suicide. If you're at crisis point and you're struggling with your mental health, please contact Shout on 852 Five eight, or the Samaritans on one one six one two three. Thank you. Hello, I'm Andrew Clark, and I'm Doug Sanum. This podcast is brought to you by the Pilot Light Campaign. In these weekly chats, we will have real and honest conversations with our inspiring friends and other amazing human beings we want you to know about. We take a unique glimpse into their lives and hear their incredible journeys from overcoming challenges to building better mindsets, habits, and routines. This is the Skull Session Podcast. Hi, welcome to the Skull Session Podcast. I'm Andrew Clark. And I'm Doug Salem. And today it is just us two, and there's a reason for that. Um, We wanted to have a very honest conversation with each other and uh, let you guys in on it. Um, We've both uh, struggled a bit with our own kind of mental health. Like many people um, in recent months, recent weeks. um, And I felt it was only right to probably have this chat with each other. I definitely wanted to um, dig a little deeper into it. um, Because as we talk about mental health with the Pilot Light campaign, and you know our own experiences and how we've got through that there is also this point where sometimes it comes back and if we don't apply certain tools to our lives certain exercises um you know it's hard to stay on top of that so Doug um you had a hard week last week right yeah it was it was very difficult for me um I had I had my first disassociative episode in in about four or five years um, Mm. and found that it brought back everything that I'd been going through over the last, I don't know, sort of 10 years predominantly, but memories and things of when I was a kid and kind of, it just basically froze me for the week. Um, And I did nothing but drink alcohol um, and take tablets and you know, not deliberately trying to hurt myself, but deli- deliberately trying to block out all of the shit that was going on in my head. So um, when these things happen, I tend to have like very serious night terrors, um, constant reminders, whether I'm awake or asleep of all of the shit that 
I've done or haven't done or have fear of, of, you know, or, and I'm anxious about or, you know, depressive notions of, you know, the fact that previous attempts on my life had happened. And, you know, that, that was what happened on that Friday um, before all of this sort of kicked in. I thought I was okay over the weekend because I came and saw you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it was World Mental Health Day and we'd sort of had everything planned and we'd done all of that stuff. But on, on that Friday, you know, sort of, I have disassociative amnesia and I, I know that more now because of spending a lot of time over the weekend and this week reading very much into um, what it is, what it actually is, the different types of it. Um, I've downloaded a you know an audio book to listen to which is um, specifically about dissociative disorders mm-hmm. and the information that I found out is that you know with dissociative amnesia I can have long periods of time where I'm basically on an autopilot and yeah. I'm casually doing things without knowing that I'm doing them and on that day I had basically managed to go and deliver us some parcels because I had a receipt for delivering t-shirts for mental health day yeah. um, I had gone to B&Q and bought 10 meter reel of rope and I also went to the supermarket and bought two bottles of red wine Wow. And I only noticed because I got the receipts in the car. Yeah. Um, and I had disappeared off to the woods. Mm. Um, found myself. I sort of calmed down. I came back to a little bit for where I was, being very confused. There was a bloke with his little staff. The staff was jumping up at me, so I feel like that's probably what sort of centered me a little bit. Yeah. Um, and there was questions, obviously, from this gentleman of what I was doing because you know, when somebody sees you with a rope tied up to the tree, it kind of looks a little bit weird to most people. Yeah, right. um, you know, when I'm turning around and I'm sort of looking at him going, I don't really know how I got here. Um, and it's difficult to have a conversation with a complete stranger about something like that. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it was very mellowing, calming, um, and basically walked with him back to the car park, chucked the rope in the back of the car, um, the bottles of wine, one was empty, one wasn't, and just went home. Um, didn't say anything about it. Sort of said to my mum and dad, I just went for a walk in the woods. That was it. Mm. Didn't have a conversation as to why. They didn't ask why when I left at 11 o'clock in the morning. It's now 8 p.m. at night. You know, these questions weren't asked. Um, and I kind of kept it that way. You yeah. know, and as I say, on the Saturday, it was mental health day, came and saw you, you know, we had a good day at the tram shed and we did everything that we, you know, we sort of set out to do sharing and all of that stuff. Um, and I felt going into Sunday, I was okay. Yep. Um, but actually throughout Sunday, um, I'd popped over and saw a couple of my friends, um, and having drink on Friday, having drink on Saturday, having drink on Sunday, it then kind of fed straight into Monday. Yeah. Finished off whatever I had. Tuesday, went for a walk, went to the beach, bought alcohol for down the beach. And it just, it was a rolling thing. Mm-hmm. I literally left the house to buy cigarettes and alcohol, paracetamol and painkillers, just to come back, drink, not say anything to anyone. Yeah. Um, and I found for me that the result of the week, which is very strange because um, 
the clarity in my mind about the decision is actually still here now. But I, by Thursday, Friday, I had felt that the decision that I wanted for the rest of my life was actually that I didn't want to be here. Yeah. yeah. And I'd made that mind, my mind up. I was very clear on that. And even now sitting here having this conversation, it's a decision that I felt like I've made. Um, and it's not that I don't want to be here. It's mm. that, you know, extenuating circumstances around the life. You know, we've, we've touched on it before. The way the world is running, the way everything is at the moment, it's very, um, it's very difficult to actually see what purpose you may or may not have. Yeah. Um, and I know that there's things that I want to do and I've, you know, we've had a very productive week uh, with doing stuff with Pilot Light and, you know, talks and things like that. But at the same time, it's still, there's just a, a notion in my mind that is just saying this, you know, there isn't a future here. There isn't anything that you want to do. There isn't anything that you want to be. There's, there's, there's just that. And it's, it's uh, uncomfortable mm. having a little scratch in the back of your mind that sort of, you know, don't do anything today, just do that. You know, I'm not an addictive person. I've never really been sort of that. But to stop that at the moment, I have found that, you know, drink is, is the way. On sort of Monday, I did the same thing. You know, went out, bought a bottle of rosé. Why rosé? I've absolutely no idea. Um, but I had some gin left at home as well. So I drank a bottle of rosé Monday afternoon and finished off the gin. Do you think that the the alcohol itself is, you know, I've struggled with addiction in the past and, you know, I know the vicious cycle that, you know, alcohol yeah. numbs the pain but then actually exacerbates it the next day. And, um you know, why I've put a lot of things in place now to control alcohol and I am under control with it. I mean, you know, I, I do six months sober every year. I'm about to do that November to May. So that's coming up soon. Um, this year, because of circumstances and, you know, the way summer was, I haven't drunk that much over summer and I'm very pleased with that. And I think there's going to be a point where alcohol no longer serves me. I felt that, you know, I've slowed it down as I've got older. I'm 42 now and, you know, each year I'm kind of drinking less. But I'm still probably at the back of my mind that the, the six months that I do drink over summer, still there are times when I'm drinking more than, you know, I think what is socially acceptable. <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, I think you, you, you say you pick up the alcohol and, that, and then that leads to what's going on. Yeah, I think so. It's, um, of course, it doesn't help. It never really helps, you know, because alcohol exacerbates whatever mood that you're in. Mm -hmm. So if you're in that mood and you get drunk, you're going to fill that mood, you know, even more. And throughout that week, you know, at different stages, I was at the beach, um, sort of two o'clock in the morning, um, you know, which is kind of calming in itself. Listening to yeah. the waves helped me, you know, I did finish off the drink, but I did go home. Mm -hmm. um, then it was another day of the week that I then sort of found myself spending two hours um, up on the bridge, which is up the road from my house, um, with the rope, considering, thinking, you know, consciously going, do you, don't you, um, you know, and, and just kind of watching the cars go by and not really thinking much of it. 
Um, and then again, went home. Because um, I think at that point, I sort of considered um, what conversations people might have after. Um, and it's just sort of maybe be like, oh, I don't really want that, so I'm gonna go home. Um, yeah. And and then it was, you know, drink and drink at home in the room and don't go out to then stop yourself from putting yourself in that position. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it was one of those moments where I felt like I drank enough to be drunk, but not enough to not drink the following day. You know, I wasn't that tired. I wasn't that sort of thing. So it was, you know, pick that up and, and do that. Um, and as I say, for me, I've, I've never really been an addictive person, but I found myself craving that all week because it was enough to help me sleep. Yeah. And enough to, you know, sort of not necessarily manage thoughts, but just put me to sleep so I didn't have to think about them there. Um, and I did lose a lot of sleep. I didn't really eat. So I did ap I did absolutely everything I possibly could to break myself down. Um, and I think that probably Sunday, just gone, I was sort of sitting there and I was going, rather than because I didn't have any drink and you know, if I went out, I would have had to go in the car, fill up the car, do all of these things. So I just, I made decisions not to do stuff because it would have led to other things. And I really sat there and started to tear myself to pieces. I felt like it was a deliberate thing. I wanted to kind of have a go at myself, really try and figure out, you know, why it is that, because I don't suffer with depression all the time in any way, no. shape or form. I only really have ever had it when something bad you know when i have a dissociative episode it's yeah. only really then that everything comes back and for the first time in you know in in the sort of 10 year journey with this since i first sort of attempted to you know take my own life when i was 21 i recognized some symptoms a couple of weeks ago that were feeling like they did okay. um the last time it happened and I did reach out to someone about it and say, you know, this is where I'm at. I'd had an anxiety attack, which I don't really remember ever having a proper anxiety attack before. Um, but I didn't do anything to manage the fact that I was aware something was happening. I didn't, yeah. you know, I hadn't been to the gym for a couple of weeks, so I didn't make myself go to the gym. I wasn't eating properly. Um, I was pushing a lot of other things aside for other things. Um, I was concentrating on things that I probably didn't need to be concentrating on quite so much. And it led to, well, it led to that incident on that Friday. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and being aware that it was going to happen and not doing anything about it was one of the reasons why I really sort of tore myself to pieces on the Sunday because I was like, well, I've spoken about this to someone. I knew it was going to happen. I haven't done anything to protect myself. Um, so I need to know why. And I needed to know why it was happening. I needed to know why I'd never really learned to manage that, you know, when it happens or when it's not going to happen. Um, manage stresses a little bit more, manage myself a little bit more. Um, and really sort of find um, kind of a 
a purpose, a little bit of me that 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 wanted the opposite of what I'd already convinced myself of. Yeah. So, but trying to look for that person and look for that little bit of me, it took me all day. Didn't we, you know, I most of that week I had my phone off, so I didn't really talk to anyone. Yeah. Um, and on that Sunday, I, you know, I'd come back from my friend's house because uh, we, you know, put round his on Saturday, and I just fought all day, and I just sat there, literally almost like meditating really but just sat there in my own head clawing away at everything that I possibly could every feeling that I've ever had every sort of grievance bit of pain that I'd never dealt with stresses fears everything and just went okay you're there so now we can find a way of managing back through that and get out of it um, and as I say even sort of like now I still have that in the back of my mind that you made that decision that's the decision that you were going to go with yeah. but actually i'm already more positive um you know my sort of appetite's coming back this week um simply getting out of the house today has already filled me with a yeah. bit more positivity um and learning to find a little bit of accountability in myself and that actually even opening up to somebody about something that was wrong a couple of weeks ago, it was still down to me to sort that out. Making somebody aware of something isn't always the the way. You know, and we talk about communication a lot, but I've always turned around to people and said, when they're ready to talk, you know, and when you're ready to talk, that's when you should. Because I'm mm. the opposite. I don't like talking to anybody when something's wrong because I'm not sure how to... It's not that people can't help, because mm. people can help, I just simply don't want to. I felt that myself. I mean, you know, the, the whole thing about us sharing our stories through Pilot Light and having other people uh, contribute, and it, it, the, the whole idea is to break the stigma so people feel comfortable talking. But yeah, I mean, I went through something not so long ago, and, and, and then you realize that actually sometimes you just don't want to talk. Mm. It's not about the stigma, it's not about the shame. You just can't talk. And that's the part of depression that is uh, kind of crippling and, and debilitating. You know, you, you, you don't feel like you can function like other people. And you're not judging yourself against other people. It's just like, I don't know how to do this. Um, I th This year has been particularly taxing on us both. And I think we've, we've been quite open here and there about how difficult it is and you know where we've kind of held on for dear life with pilot light we've been very relevant which is yeah. you know um what we wanted to you know, we, we wanted to be able to help and you know be there for people when they need it and um i think we've done that but at the same time it's very difficult to to give the best advice when we're not taking it ourselves. And I think yep. that's that's happened to the pair of us. I mean, I talk about the 12 pillars of good mental health that I've applied to my life over you know the, the, the last few years of rebuilding myself. And yet a lot of them have slipped off. And I think they slip off because you can get into that situation where you just get overwhelmed with the negativity. But yeah, you don't want to exercise. You don't want to eat well. You hit the drink, um, and it becomes that vicious circle. I'm glad 
that we're here and we're still doing this. Yep. I'm very glad that, you know, you, you reached out after, you know, me sending you many messages and, um, you know, I, th- I think if I'd have been closer to you, or definitely if it had gone on a bit longer, then I would have been just driving down to Kent to find you. Um, but, you know, after a couple of days, you reached out and I was like, thankful for that. Um, it is important, I think, to always encourage each other to, you know, just whether we need to just check on each other a bit more. I think sometimes we assume everything's okay and because we're doing something for other people, we don't need to check in on each other. But I think it's important that we do, and particularly now because, yeah, this year's been an absolute shitstorm. And <laughs> we're not in the clear yet, so I think checking in on each other is, is imperative. And for anyone kind of listening, I guess it's just checking in on your friends, checking in with yourself, making sure that you're, you're doing okay. Um, spotting moods how things change if someone isn't as active in terms of talking or I mean there are telltale signs when I'm not hearing from you for a couple of days and it's just like actually the, the, the social media is dropping off and yeah. then, then there's like okay there's warning signs and that's when we throw a message out but then there are other times when we're not as active and you know oh yeah Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. He's doing his thing. That's Mm. fine. I, I, I feel... There's probably between us, there's, a, there's this kind of internal thing where you can feel the negative and, and you're like, something's not right. I'm going to check in on this one. Yeah. But we just need to do that a bit more, I think, because it's probably not something that we're going to be so forthcoming in telling each other, despite what we're telling people to do. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, just, it's just a bizarre thing that, you know, you, when you're going through it, you just don't want to talk. I don't, I'm, I realise that now. Um, my own year, I mean, you know, I've, I've felt myself feeling very worthless if I'm honest I, I felt I know that we're all in it together this year has been sh- terrible um, so there is there brings some comfort that we are in it together but there are also our own individual journeys that we're having and, and I felt really quite beaten up I feel exhausted 
Um, and yeah, I felt very worthless. Like, you know, I don't know where my life's going. I don't know if we were on the same trajectory that we were, you know, what we were doing with Pilot Light this time last year. I was like, I couldn't wait for 2020. I was like, yeah. I can't wait. We're just going to, you know, really hit it hard. And, um, and then, yeah, one by one, these things just get taken away from you. And, um, Maybe we just got to look, you know, do the baby steps thing again. It's just like, you know, get through a day, get through a week. And don't worry too much about getting through the year. Do you know what I mean? Every day that you, you, you're here doing it again is a, a little victory, right? Well, that's it. And, you know, we, I said it to you the other day that my impression of everything is that, you know, depression is, is the past mm -hmm. and anxiety is the fear of the future. Yeah. And, we overthink everything that we do massively yeah. um and then it leads to tomorrow what's happening tomorrow 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 and we you know we worry about it but that you know like this year for us with pilot light you know everything dropped off and that made us feel shit mm -hmm. constantly and then there was the are we going to be able to get through the next couple of months are we going to be able to do this are we going to be able to do that is hospitality going to open up and be able to run again because yeah. if it doesn't that then seriously impacts us and what mm -hmm. we're going to be able to do for the future and how you know that moment that we suddenly started going well we can still do this and we can still do that was the moment that we stopped being anxious about it and stopped being depressive about it yeah it was still there you know it, it still happened there's nothing that we could do about that because it was you know it had already had its damaging effects but we then created positivity out of nothing yeah by having a conversation with each other and saying you know actually we we can do this and we can do that and you know take it from there however that was going to work mm -hmm. and it it does when you you felt worthless all year um and you have a little spring in your step all of a sudden when something happens and knocks that all of that kind of effort that you'd put in disappears you know mm -hmm. i did um I just sort of when I came back from Thailand in January, I was immediately in the gym, and then a month later we couldn't go to the gym, so <laughs> so I was like, all right, well, you know, work out from home, do whatever I can, and you know, doing that six days a week for six months. Mm. Obviously, the gym then opened, and it was back doing, you know, in there, um, to having four weeks without. You know, it wasn't like I wasn't doing any exercise. One of those weeks was I did the 10 Peaks Challenge and we did the walk. So there was something in there, but then it wasn't eating properly. It was then, you know, I'd spent six months on a healthy diet, on everything like that. And, you know, jumping back into some kitchens to help out people meant that I wasn't working out in the morning because I had to be there early. Um, I wasn't eating mm. because you're going 16 hours without being able to eat properly and graze. And it's not that where I was working, didn't we didn't do star food. We did do star food, yeah. but it was still, that's gone from three and a half, four meals a day to one. It affects you very quickly and your body starts to tell you things. You know, it really does, especially when you've been doing good and you've been feeling good. It starts to tell you, but you get trapped in that mindset of can't do that at the moment. Can't do that at the moment. I think we're so guilty of um, we're so guilty of doing that to ourselves mm -hmm. immediately going I can't do that well 
why not? And then there was a week where I was like, well, I'm, I'm there three days this week. The gym's open at five o'clock in the morning. I need to be there at eight. So yeah. I went to the gym at 5.30 and I did that three days in a row. Mm -hmm. And yes, I didn't eat properly throughout the day. I still, you know, sort of protein shake after the gym and then went straight to work. But I was doing something healthy, but it was counterproductive because I wasn't doing everything that I was doing that was healthy. Yeah. So I think we're very guilty of, of just saying or accepting sometimes that that's the way. Yeah. Pretty much like we have done in hospitality for, oh, forever since I've been working. Well, it's there. funny actually. I mean, even though I no longer work as a chef as such, um, I certainly don't, you know, have a restaurant and I don't have to be in a kitchen at 7.30 in the morning, mm. 8 o'clock. Um, I still uh, overdo my days sometimes, I think, where I can, you know, I've got a whole week to plan things. And yet I squeeze so much in, in one day, thinking, oh, it will free up the rest of the week. But then I take even more on later on in the week. And I don't do those things that I thought I would do. Um, and therefore, you know, the, the things like yoga, all, and in fact, all the good healthy habits that I did during lockdown and preached about, I mean, you know, I, t I preached about people using the time to reconnect with themselves and improve things in their lives. And, um, you know, as soon as lockdown was over, that was it. I, I, my own advice went out the window and I was just packing my days full of like meetings and consultancies and all sorts. And then just like, I haven't done any yoga for like two, three weeks and it made such a difference. So I think that's it. We realize from what we've gone through over the past few weeks where it's been as bad as it was for me back in 2016 when I had depression and um, I'm going to make a real effort now to make from this point forward to actually start applying these things back into my life. There's nothing more important than my own health or my own mental health. So I have to do that. I have to take, I have to live by all the things I've been preaching because I fixed myself with it once. I can't let myself, myself slip in that sense. I'm pretty sure you can't either. So absolutely. I think that's why I say about holding myself accountable for what I've put myself through mm -hmm. because there isn't anybody to blame. You know, even me sort of turning around and saying that like, I've reached out to somebody about something, there was no expectation of them to be able to change no. anything. It was just simply saying I'm recognizing something. Um, and I didn't take it upon myself to fix that. I just carried on, yeah. you know. So it doesn't matter whether you reach out to somebody or not, um, you have to hold yourself accountable for the way we're feeling, the pain that we put ourselves through. Um, because yes, communication is everything. Um, and as I say, talk to people when you're ready, not because somebody tells you you mm -hmm. have to. Um, but it is down to us to be able to find that and be able to change it because no one else can change it for us. There isn't somebody that come, come along and changes from one direction to another and, and then you start walking. You, you know, yeah. it's down to us to make that decision to come off of that trajectory, carry on with a new journey, start a new journey, put all of those good things back into practice. Because as we both said, we've spent so long working on ourselves that suddenly the whole, you know, the, the bullshit normality thing that everybody keeps banging on about kind of kicked back in. <laughs> and we were able to go out again, we were able to do this, we were able to do that. Everything 
dropped off because we then suddenly became so busy with everything yeah. going back to too normal that we were like no longer looking after ourselves. Yeah, I think that's it. I mean, I think the big, the biggest concern for, for my own mental health this year has been um, money. It's purely financial, mm. and um, it's kept me awake at night many nights. Um, and I think that was it when lockdown was over. It was just like let's go out and be as busy as possible and try and get some money in, and um, still didn't work. But busy and sacrificing all the good things that I needed in life. And as this, you know, a potential lockdown you know or second second wave comes along you know maybe i'm overthinking that maybe i'm just like thinking the doom and gloom side of this rather than you know we are resilient we will be all right but we've got to make sure that we're applying these things to our lives and um i think you know the last couple of weeks have been crisis point pilot light has never been about crisis point pilot lights have been about you know just prevention mm. And I think that's what we need to do. We need to get back onto that thing for ourselves and <laughs> just encourage others that, you know, apply things while you're feeling good, while you do have some some positivity around, you know, do the, follow the 12 pillars that I do, or, you know, find the things that work for you that make you feel good. Yeah. And, um, yeah, stay on top of it so that when shit hits the fan, you're, you're already in a better mindset, I think. That has to be. Yeah. yeah I mean, positivity will always help, will always bring it. But it, it is that sort of notion as, you know, I'm feeling healthy, um, so I'm okay. Yeah, you've just got to maintain it. You can't, yeah. you can't get your foot off the gas, can you? Right. You have to keep looking after yourself. You have to keep doing things. You know, it's very much like all of this COVID crap at the moment. You know, we talk about, um, we, we talk about looking after ourselves, but we don't. In, you know nobody's telling us to implement all of the good things that mm. we could in our life to prevent ourselves from getting covid or making it bad or anything like that there's no one out higher power out there saying you know eat well you know <laughs> look after yourself oh, look God. after your immune Come on, system <laughs> <laughs> the medical up. industry would lose a lot of money if they told you to eat well <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah healthy people don't make money do they no listen i think it's um yeah it, it's one of those things that maybe part of what we've done as well has been a bit we've, we've, we've talked about being on a journey and and tried things and seeing what works for us and what doesn't work i mean sometimes you do have to go like fully whether it is diet in a certain way you have to fully go that way or if it's you know if there's a question around alcohol maybe it is like you know maybe me doing six months on six months off isn't enough sometimes maybe i've got to do the, you know just completely quit drink because it's it probably is having an effect i think i'm on top of it but actually i'm not and the next step is to just completely remove that from your life um and maybe that's what you need to do is look at the alcohol at the moment and um you know it's obviously not serving you well to just lose it yeah drop it out you know and i guess i said this which you know can imply a little bit of hypocriticalness from my point of view but I you know doing a talk the other day and sort of turning around to people and saying that I don't discourage drinking because in a social setting with your friends with your family you know all of the good yeah. things that come with it is you know it's very good you know when I turn around and said you know because I love a glass of wine like you yeah. know um, but you're absolutely right you need, you need to look at the things that are impacting you and 
how they were impacting you and drop them out you know the diet for me has been a, a, a big thing because you know i do love my food and i have food addictions as well i know that i know when i um start eating the wrong thing i can get really fried food particularly do you know what i mean like fried chicken and you know during lockdown i gave uh, for two months i went fully plant-based i've always said i think i have a um i've tried to go with a, an 80 percent plant-based diet anyway but you know alcohol comes along and all of that you know goes out the window if you're hung over the next day it goes out the window so I want to get back into something where I'm eating mostly plants because I do feel so much better, so much more energy. It goes along the alkaline diet of what, what, what I've always been kind of interested in anyway. I still believe in eating meat as long as it's the best meat you can buy. Yep. Um, but just don't eat too much of it. And I love cheese and, and, and that's the only dairy I really have. But I think my love of cheese is to the point where I can't really have it around the house because I will eat it all the time. So I limit myself with that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's. Uh, I think we've we've practiced, you know, trying out things. But there has to be a point, particularly with the alcohol, where it's just like, you know what, this is out of my life for now because I'm just still, even in the times when I'm so I'm, I'm having a drink and I enjoy drinking it, I'm still making the wrong decisions through food through other lifestyle choices and stuff. So there's lots to think about this, you know, as we approach November and I'm going into this um, kind of sober period, I think it might be the one where I say, I'm not coming back, you know? Yeah. Which is a good thing. It can only be. And I've just started like, you know, like I said, I loved, um, I loved the yoga during lockdown. I've got back into Muay Thai, which, you know, I taught for, quite some years and you know Thai boxing was my life for for you know through my teens and uh, mid-twenties um I'm really excited to do that again because I've become I think I've become obsessed about it again and having not, not that obsessions are good but um actually having something that I really really love doing you know I want to wake up and go to the gym you know, kind of seven in the morning to go and you know hit on a bag and get sweaty and stuff. So I'm really, really looking forward to this part of my journey again and hopefully it will um it will kick start the, the healthy eating again. I yeah. really need to get back on that one as well. Well I think a, a lot of a lot of what's kind of happened is this time of year as well, isn't it? Where I mean I can't really say much about the weather at the moment <laughs> because it has no fucking clue what it's doing. But um, you know, when the nights start pouring in earlier and you know the the weather changes and this kind of thing happens i guess this is more important now than it was before to really encourage this kind of th attitude to be having to be looking after ourselves to be going back into it because winter is hard yeah you know and if there is another fucking lockdown it's going to be even harder and you yeah. know me and you aren't the only ones that have really struggled this year and and you know especially with that deep dark thought process to happen there's going to be a lot of people out there that mm. has and, and are having that thought process and suicide numbers have gone up and you know the the calls to the Samaritans and shout has, has like tripled and they've not got enough people to answer the phones and these kind of scenarios are all happening and they're going to get worse during this period it's got absolutely nothing to do with with COVID and if we can really encourage you know people to actually start working on their own prevention and their own resilience again and yeah. like us go go you know get on that journey and go and do it then 
it's going to be a lot of help this coming winter and you know as you said earlier to make sure that we are checking in checking in on each other looking after ourselves Mm. looking after each other I mean it's so important at the moment I I fear that I don't want to be I want to be upbeat and positive about what's to come and I do believe we're resilient and we will get through it somehow but we have to just be aware that things could get worse before they get better and let's prepare for that let's prepare for that mentally let's prepare for it physically and like I say just look after each other huh? absolutely alright mate that'll be good good talking yeah man deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.